0: Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So Reese Boyd is
1: on right now. Talk ninety four point five. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.07 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, February the 10th, 2024. February, already flying by, rolling along here in the uh, Grand Strand of, of South Carolina, the Grand Strand of O'Reeke County. Looking forward to big uh, Donald J. Trump event here along the Grand Strand today, and a lot more going on, a lot Ooh, so much going on in the world around us, but lots uh, lots to talk about here this morning on Saturday Morning Coffee. And February is uh, flying by. Hard to believe that it's February 10th already. The weeks, the, what is that old expression, Glenn? The, the days are long, but the weeks fly by. Yeah. <laughs> The new saying is, "The we are doomed if Biden gets
0: elected yeah. Again. yeah. I
1: really do believe that. I really <laughs> yeah. do believe I that. I mean, really, I, I do I, too. We've seen plenty of evidence yeah. uh, that week. But uh, folks, thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I am, of course, uh, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis & Boyd. And I'm your host on this little uh, excursion uh, into the world around us. Thanks for joining us at Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your Favorite coffee or two or three, and uh, join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything happening. Uh, in this crazy world that just seems to be going backwards faster than we can uh, we, we that we can measure what's that thing that you know mountain climbers drive down into the into the ice you mm-hmm. know when the to to, yeah. to to retard their backward when they start to slip uh-huh. i mean i feel like we're, we're we're moving backwards so quickly as a country glenn we we can't get the spikes you know we're just sliding down the mountain right or yeah. the tree if yeah, you were yeah. a tree guy they got the spiky shoes yes they can climb trees yeah exactly yep. same same idea mm-hmm. I just feel like we're – I feel like we're in free fall. I mean, I really do. Well,
0: we really are. And after the performance we saw on uh, Thursday night from Biden uh, with his – really, his press conference, I guess. I mean, he was on live TV addressing the nation. And for some reason, they did not end that, which tells me the Democrats are now going to pull out another candidate, Michelle Obama.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, here's my question, Glenn. This is something that I thought about. Of course, yes, we had that. I mean, this has been a crazy week. I mean, this has yeah. been we had the release of uh, special counsel Robert Hurr's report, which yep. says Biden gets a pass a get out of jail free card because he has a bad memory. And he's old and senile. And he's old and but it's okay a, to a run a doting, the country. <laughs> a doting old senile man. Yeah, so if he can yeah. if he if he can't be held to account for what are specific criminal events that are attributed to him in the report, you knowingly retained highly classified information as a private citizen. You knowingly did that, and you knowingly disseminated it to third parties as vice president. He had no authority
0: at all to to remove those documents. He was not the president at the time.
1: Yes, but even after he was vice president, Glenn he became a private citizen and which leads us to your very excellent most excellent question if you if you have if your mental capacity is such mm-hmm. that you cannot stand trial or could not be subjected to a criminal prosecution mm-hmm. what on earth are you doing serving as the president of the United States this is it's a plan this is a plan this is not something that's just
0: out of the out no. of the blue nothing they, just happens no this is this is definitely a plan and they're going to pull out I don't know. Gavin Newsom somebody is going to be their 2024
1: yeah. nominee not Biden. Now, interestingly enough, Robert Hur has already the special counsel already announced that the ghostwriter who had the in-depth interviews mm-hmm. uh with Biden just uh, just a couple of years back, he's not going to be prosecuted for destroying evidence even though he destroyed hours of testimony that he took in the in the in the process of of writing Joe Biden's A biographical memoir. Now, now here's my question, and all this points back to another question, which is, set aside the mental capacity issues, which are astonishing. Like you said, if you can't, if you can't be held to account for these acts that the that the special counsel says you clearly did, because you have you're a doting old man who is practically senile who has a bad memory, Mm -hmm. how can you possibly be running the country? But what about the double standard? If this was Donald Trump that we were talking about. I mean, how do you, what's different about what Joe Biden did, again, as a private citizen, not as president or even vice president, but as a private citizen? Because we're talking about in the interim things that occurred during the interim after mm-hmm. he left office mm-hmm. under Obama and before he was elected. How do you distinguish that between exactly what Trump is being prosecuted for in the Mar-a-Lago
0: case? Well, Biden's was stored at a Chinese think tank uh, in the garage where <laughs> Biden's son, the crackhead at the time, Uh, had access to them, where his son had relations with foreign countries. So, in my opinion, this totally sucks, and this should make Donald Trump's uh, uh, trials, charges, whatever it comes to, uh, be uh, less impactful to the the people of the
1: country. Yeah. Well, and one thing I thought about, did you watch the press conference, by the way? I did not. I was busy working. Oh, my goodness. It was... As we've seen pieces of it, as we use this word carefully from time to time on this show, it was a disaster. Yeah, it yeah. was an absolute disaster.
0: Yeah, and and my thought is they didn't end it because, you know, they're going to pull out somebody else. I mean, they that's I mean, the special says you're too old to be on trial. You're a senile guy, and and that's going to be the reason they're going to roll this out.
1: Whose idea was it to let that happen? Because clearly, it was done. In response to the release of the Robert Hur report, right. which is very damning, even though it says we're not going to prosecute you, it basically says you get a get-out-of-jail-free get 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 card because you, you're old and senile, right. basically. And, and Biden could be
0: the first president in history to die due to gravity. <laughs> you know,
1: well, here's the interesting <laughs> question, Glenn. Funny you should say that. Uh, Mr. Producer, because one of the questions I think is on everybody's mind, we alluded to it a little bit this morning before we got started, but if the Vice President of the United States was not Kamala Harris, but was instead mm. Hillary Rodham Clinton, dun, dun, dun. what are the odds that Joe Biden would even still be alive?
0: I would, take, I would bet all my money in <laughs> Vegas on taking those odds that he would not be uh, with us anymore.
1: I think there's a very good chance that, that the President would have somehow found himself clinton at some point yeah yeah. there you know there's a word for that there's an app for that there's a word for that yeah it's um truly amazing uh glenn that and and he came across you know he did one of the things that you can't do as any kind of public official doing a press conference but he came across as angry and resentful and fighting with the people in the press corps that he was supposedly addressing
0: he was a real smart ass too too, to uh uh
1: the fox news my memory's so bad i'll let you talk yeah yeah. To uh, to Peter Ducey, yeah, which was, you know, it's it's funny on some level, but it's really more than anything else, Glenn. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my primary emotion walking away from the TV after that conference was, I'm really sad for where our country is. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a dark time in the body politic, in the cultural political history of America. This is not going to be remembered as a, as a bright and shining moment. Now.
0: And honestly, you remember when Biden said that the, the problem was that the press was reporting all the bad stuff and not the good stuff. Like, and his example was like saying that the boy swam, jumped into the water to save the dog, yeah. but you're all reporting that somebody threw the dog in the water. You know, he's, he totally takes things and says you should be not reporting that bad stuff that somebody threw a dog in the water. You should be reporting the good stuff that the boy saved the dog. You know, and and it's a perfect example. He just wants everybody to mask over all the bad stuff that he's done. Yeah. I I don't know what he meant when he said, I put this country back on their feet. You have put us
1: on our heels, President Biden. How exactly has Joe Biden put this country back on its feet? Think back to where we were in 2020 and think back or think where we are now in 2024. And I'm thinking to myself. One example. Yeah. Can you think
0: of one example? Yeah, g- yeah just give me one example.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's – it's and, and so one of the – the couple of the, the the final takeaways I'll share on the press conference is, you know, when I walked away from that press conference, I was overwhelmingly sad for where we are as a country. But I also was reminded, Glenn, you know, I thought I had seen the worst of press conferences. The, the press conference that I always recall as the, the textbook example of how a politician should not do a press conference is the press conference that former Governor Mark Sanford had here in South Carolina – uh, when he came, when he returned from his uh, camping trip, hiking the Appalachian Trail, and and started talking, you know, to the press about how it's 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 all going to be okay because he had found his soulmate. I mean, it was, uh, I, I mean, th- that is one of those press conferences that will go down in mm-hmm. history. And I remember thinking to myself, the only thing that the press secretary could have done that would have been a responsible act. In that moment, was to walk down into the basement of the of, of the state house and grab the the breaker box, the huge mm, lever yeah. on the breaker box, yeah. and just pull that thing down so that the whole state house just goes dark. Yeah, and that's one way to, to fix that problem. The only thing that could have salvaged. Uh, that press conference is the whole building uh, going dark. What was
0: the the big hook they had back in uh, vaudeville days? They would put it on oh, the yeah, stage and yeah. yank the person off the Pull stage. Pull the guy off the stage. That's what should have happened and it would have made a, it might make a great Saturday night live uh, skit this weekend.
1: It probably will. And and then the question becomes again, whose idea was this press conference and why did no one save him from himself? Yep. He was just and and again, Glenn, that that press conference illuminates how this president does not understand the difference between fact and fiction. Right. Again, he's standing up there, the same president who says, I'll secure the border if you'll give me the power after Mayorkas has repeatedly told us and told Congress the border is secure. He stands up there and says the, the, the special counsel did not say that I uh, mishandled secrets or mishandled. Cl-. Clearly he did. Yeah. The The report says that repeatedly. Yeah. So, folks, we got so much to, to cover here today. We'll get back to get back into it after the after a, a break, but we're going to be talking. I mean, it's a, a great day here in South Carolina. Again, we've got Trump uh, visiting with us here along the Grand Strand. We're going to be talking to Carolyn Levitt here on the show today. Carolyn is the National Press Secretary for the Donald J. Trump for President campaign. So a lot to cover, a lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town this harbor town and she works laying whiskey down they say brandy
0: fetch another round she serves them whiskey and wine
1: Folks, let me tell you about one of our favorite sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Of course, we're talking about Conway Ford, our great friends over in Conway. Conway Ford is your hometown dealer the winner of the Ford's President's Award, where you'll always find friendly faces, great selection, excellent customer service, and the best buying experience around. They guarantee it. By the way, did you know they're celebrating their 36th year in business, folks? You don't stay in business as a car dealer or any kind of business for 36 years unless you're doing something right. And they finally got some great inventory for you. They got some great deals on the Ford F-150. Beautiful truck. There's a reason F-150's are uh, so successful and have been around for so long, it's because it's a great uh, it's a great piece of American uh, manufacturing. I invite you to stop by Conway Ford and check it out. The great selection and some great deals going on right now on the Ford F-150 selection. Also right now, uh, they're offering special uh, pickup and delivery service on all service appointments. They'll give you a free vehicle pickup and delivery. That's right. They'll, their service driver will come to your home or place of work, pick up your vehicle and bring it in for service and drop it back off when the service is complete. So check it out, folks. It's Conway Ford, Church Street in Conway, home of the best buying experience around. We guarantee it and the best service experience. And tell them you heard about it on Saturday Morning Coffee. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Thanks for joining us here on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sharing your time with us here. I want to remind everybody that the uh, Twitter handle, the X handle for the show, at Reese Boyd, if you'll follow the show on Twitter, you'll get an automatic update every time we post a new podcast episode, new podcast version of the show to the podcast page. You can also send your email with comments, questions, suggested show topics to the mailbag email for Saturday Morning Coffee. That email address is reeseboydsmc at gmail.com, reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. And for those of you who like to talk, uh, but during normal business hours, we always love to hear from our Saturday morning coffee listeners. You can reach me at the offices of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. That's the uh, day job, and uh, that number is 843-839-9800, 843-839-9800. You can find me there. Uh, most days, when I'm not in court or traveling, but uh, and by the way, folks, uh, this was totally unplanned, Glenn. But we are looking, we are hiring at Davis and Boyd. So if you guys are in the market for a transition or a new line of work or a new career, uh, we're looking for. Associate attorneys, we're looking for paralegals and also looking for a receptionist. We've got a lot of openings at the uh, firm at the moment, so feel free to drop us a line at Davis and Boyd and uh, let us know if you're interested in talking to us about any of that or if there's anything else uh, we can help you with. It's uh, Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law, 843-839-9800. I do want to remind y'all that uh, Saturday Morning Coffee is available also as a podcast, and if you follow the show on X, if you follow Saturday Morning Coffee, which is at Reese Boyd on X, You will get a notification of uh, the podcast every time it's published, but you can always find the podcast by opening up your Apple CarPlay or whatever uh, podcast platform you use. Search for Saturday Morning Coffee and look for the familiar blue and red uh, coffee cup logo, and you'll be able to uh, listen at your leisure whenever it suits your schedule. And so we encourage you to check that out. A lot going on, Glenn. Oh, by the way, Glenn, one other thing I'm bouncing around here. We got a, another box of coffee from one of another one of our favorite sponsors, uh, One Nation Coffee. I want to remind you guys to check out One Nation Coffee anytime you get a chance or, or have a hankering for some great One Nation, some great coffee. Check them out, onenationcoffee.com. And uh, every purchase, not only do you have the opportunity to get some of the best coffee around, but every purchase will benefit the One Nation Foundation which benefits veterans and first responders. So check them out, onenationcoffee.com. And if you make your selections in the checkout box, if you'll enter the promo code Saturday morning coffee you'll get a discount on your order. But also, Glenn, we got another prize pack in from One Nation Coffee. So we've got some One Nation Coffee to give away. So if folks want to participate in that, be in that drawing. Send us an email to reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. Send us that email, SMC at gmail.com, and just tell us in that email you'd like a little bit of that One Nation coffee, and we'll throw your email in the hat for the next drawing for One Nation coffee. So a lot going on, Glenn, a lot happening, a lot to talk about, as we were talking about before the break. You know, it's, it's, uh, there is just, it, it's hard to figure out exactly. Um, we've got a big task ahead of us. Oh, absolutely. Turning this country but around.
0: Former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan announces a Republican run for Senate, trying to overturn that Democratic seat. Um, gosh, Maryland hasn't elected a Republican uh, in a long, long time.
1: That and, would be huge.
0: Yep. And and I lived in Maryland and Larry Hogan was the governor at the time. Yeah. And I thought he did a fine job. He's a pretty conservative guy, isn't mm-hmm. he? I, I don't think he's... he's uh... Wouldn't, wouldn't call him a rhino, would you? No, and what he did for the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, which I c- crossed yeah. every day for the last 10 years of my career, uh, turning it into a one-way toll instead of a two-way toll, it just made that bridge run so much smoother. So uh, you paid it,
1: one amount, mm-hmm. you got to go and come back. Yep, yep. As opposed to just paying uh, it, once Having and to stop
0: at the toll booth twice. Twice. Yeah. So also, the fast pass made it faster to get through. Um, and I think he did some really good things for the state. And, and actually, I had heard, my daughter actually brought it up to me, that uh, he was considering running for president, but obviously he's going to run for Senate now.
1: Yeah. You know, Glenn, that's an interesting, uh, that came up in discussion. You know, that, I assume you've been across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel many times. Uh, many, many times. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, we were talking about that in a, in a uh, outing we went to, uh, I think, last week. And that is actually a Cold War relic. I assume mm-hmm. you know it was built because the Department of Defense uh, became concerned that the Russians back during the Cold War would bomb the bridges right. that spanned across the Chesapeake Bay and that the, all the naval bases at Norfolk um, would be out of commission Got because the bay would be. So they, they had this idea to develop a across, way across the channel uh, that would be partly underwater right. so that it couldn't be bombed out of existence and it would have fully open clearance right. no matter how big the ship was. It would get through.
0: Yep, and I actually crossed the regular Chesapeake Bay Bridge between Ken Island and Annapolis every day, just about for the last ten years of my yeah. career. Yeah, well, wow.
1: I don't miss it at all. It's a beautiful country, but I'm yeah. glad we live. I'm glad to live here. Oh, I am too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I lived in D.C. for many years and, and got to that area quite a bit, and it is beautiful. Annapolis, Chesapeake Bay, it's, Delmarva. Yeah,
0: great place to visit. Now that yeah. I live there, yeah, you know, so. great place to visit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Glenn, we were talking before the break about the um, the the awful press conference and all the commentary that we that we can take all the takeaways from that. And it is I think the you know, one of the sort of I think keep in mind is, you know, we've got a president who is clearly not fit to be president. Right. And, and and we're in a we're in a heck of a pickle as a country because if you have a president that can basically do whatever he wants because he has a bad memory, that's one problem. But to know that speaking of the Cold War, speaking of the Russians, um, you know, if if the lights, the red lights do start flashing at 2 o'clock in the morning because something really, really bad is happening. I mean, it's a scary thought mm-hmm. to think about that Joe Biden is the guy that they're going to be looking to yeah, to make decisions in that moment. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy can barely negotiate his way through a press conference. Isn't it amazing how the
0: Democrats uh, went after Trump for the same issues and how much sharper Trump is than Biden, yet— they don't want to remove Biden from office
1: because of his
0: cognitive problems.
1: Yeah. Well, I, and, and nobody, I mean, let's be real. I don't think even the people in her inner circle really want Kamala Harris to be oh, president. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, that, frankly, conceivably could be worse if yeah. that's possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say it could be worse. I mean, we're in, I mean, when I say we're in a pickle, Glenn, it's not a figure of speech. It's not a figure of speech, y'all. And, but, again, back to uh, what we were talking about, Glenn, there is so much to cover. We had the special counsel's announcement. We had the awful press conference. We had the SCOTUS arguments this week, uh, Supreme Court of the United States, arguments on the Colorado case attempting to remove Trump from the ballot, which I'm predicting that that's going go to go 9-0. to Well, and
0: I listened to most of that. Um, and I was actually impressed with the with the
1: responses
0: that Scotus gave the attorneys. Yeah,
1: um, I, I thought the the attorneys representing what I 'll call the Trump perspective to keep Trump on the ballot mm-hmm. did an excellent job of breaking it down Hey, It doesn 't apply to the president, not an officer of the United States. Right. Um, not something that a state can do prospectively it's not a it's not a state function. Mm-hmm. And it also, even if it were, it doesn't apply until it's it's a prohibition against holding office. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say you can't run for office, even if it even if it did apply, which it doesn't. And right. so, and I think um, the officer, the uh, attorneys, uh, trying to argue that t- Trump should be removed for Colorado, yeah, yeah for Colorado, yeah. they came across looking like idiots. I, mean, I think were, so. They were flat-footed. Yeah, several questions that were asked that they could not, they just could not answer, right. could not adequately answer. Uh, but as I said on the show, it's because kind of, sort of the. Legal equivalent of a TKO, in my opinion. Well, um, how can one state determine who the president of the United States is going to be? And I think you know, know, one. I think the chief. I think it was the chief justice at one point that asked a question: "Guys, if we let y'all take Trump off the ballot, then don't you see that red states would come back and they would several red states because they would say Biden has given aid and comfort to the enemies under this very same provision of the Constitution? They would take Biden off the ballot. Don't you see where this is headed? Don't you see what sort of Pandora's box we'd be opening if we sided with you. And and that, and I think the message there was this lawfare, this lawfare strategy that Democrats have pursued against Trump is thoroughly, fundamentally anti-democratic. Yes. When it would be the end of the republic. Yep. So, a lot more to talk about, folks. We are uh, encouraged and, and excited uh, this morning. Again, Trump is going to be visiting the country today. We're excited. Uh, the country. The county. It's going to be in Myrtle Beach for a big rally. We'll be leaving the station headed over there. We're going to be talking to Carolyn Levitt who is the press secretary for Donald J. Trump for president. Look forward to speaking with her right after the break. Stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. good morning everybody welcome back to Saturday morning coffee the Reese Boyd radio hour thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday morning coffee great to be with y'all on this Saturday morning Saturday February the 10th 2024. great day uh, to be along the Grand Strand as we've talked about earlier on the show we've uh, we've got a, a, a big event a huge a huge event uh, from uh, Trump 45 47 in town today for a huge political rally. And as promised right now on the show, on the big show, we're joined here by Carolyn Levitt. Carolyn is the National Press Secretary for Donald J. Trump for President 24. And she joins us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Carolyn, good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning.
2: Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. We really appreciate it. We are fully focused now on South Carolina. And I know President Trump is very excited to uh make it back to your state several times before the primary on the twenty fourth which we're very confident he's gonna do very well in
1: yes i was um i'm i'm honestly it's it's kind of a it looks as though the numbers are are overwhelming uh in his favor and i think what you're now four and o in the uh in the in the primary contest uh win loss department so congratulations there and you i thought i would ask you this question you've got an interesting background of course uh, you started uh, i believe as an intern in the white house and and moved your way up and you actually ran for congress in new hampshire correct
2: yes that's right i did i actually started my political career working in president trump's white house i started as an intern believe it or not in 2018 and worked with him uh, for him rather uh, through the 2020 election uh, then I worked, moved over to Capitol Hill to work for Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, who has become one of President Trump's greatest allies in Congress. She's uh, a great woman. And then yes. I ran for Congress myself up in New Hampshire. I won the primary, unfortunately lost the general election. Uh, but God had another plan. And now here I am working on President Trump's 2024 reelect. It's in honor of the lifetime, especially in this perilous time that we find ourselves in uh, in this country with this commander in chief in Joe Biden, who is bringing our nation on the brink of war, the wide open borders, wreaking havoc in every community across this country. Uh, And we've never needed President Trump back in the Oval Office more than we do today.
1: Yeah, I was astonished to hear the president say in his uh, overwhelming, and in a bad way, the uh, the, the press conference that he gave on Thursday night, where he said, I've put this country back on its feet. And I thought to myself, exactly how Has this president, Joe Biden, put this country back on its feet? It's really astonishing to hear him and say that in in, mental capacity aside, um, because we're not so stupid that we can't remember what America was like just three, four short years ago. And we were all, I think, much better off uh, than we are today. And we weren't suffering from an invasion on our southern border, which is just still uh, so astonishingly, most of us, it's so glaring. I think most people... Uh, Carolyn, have a hard time even getting their arms around the magnitude of it.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. I think any logical, rational American citizen can look at where our country was just a few short years ago under President Trump's leadership. We had peace around this world, historic peace around this world. Our adversaries were respecting us again. We had an economy that was booming prior to, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic, historic uh, record low unemployment for all Americans across the country, record low mortgage rates, interest rates. The American dream was alive and well thanks to President Trump's economic policies. And we had the most secure border in history. And Don't just take that from me or the president himself. Take it from Tom Holman, who was the longtime director of ICE. He said that no one has done more to to secure the southern border than President Trump uh, in American history, crime uh, was also on the decline, as well as opioid overdoses across this nation. Yes. As we harps down on the uh, the Mexican drug cartels that are trafficking that deadly poison into our communities. Now, three years later, Joe Biden has reversed all of the policies of the Trump administration, just to say that he did, right? He didn't He didn't implement policies that were effective. He just wiped away all of President Trump's to say that he was the anti-Trump president. And look at where it's brought our country. We have chaos and war, war and bloodshed around this world. We have a wide open border. Nearly 10 million illegals have crossed into this country over the past uh, three years alone. That's more than the total population of more than a 40 American states. And even Democrats know that this border crisis is unacceptable and it's unsustainable. We cannot afford four more years of Joe Biden's dereliction of duty at the southern border. He refuses to close it. He has the executive authority to do it. And it's costing American lives. As a matter of fact, I spoke to uh, two South Carolinians. Uh, in your state, and they were family members of the three-year-old Natty Hines, who was tragically killed yes. uh, by an illegal immigrant who was drunk driving, T-boned her mother's car. That little girl should be alive. The illegal immigrant who took her life was deported under President Trump, returned under this country under Joe Biden, and th- that's just one example, one tragic example that is totally preventable if we had a leader who actually wanted to enforce our laws.
1: Amen. And it's, it's so... Well, wow, there are so many things we could talk about. It's so disheartening to hear the president say things like, well, if they would pass this border bill, give me the power, I would secure the border tomorrow. That's just a flat-out lie because, as you said, mm-hmm. the only thing Trump uh, did was enforce the legal authority that he had, which was enforce the power that the president has to secure the border. The only thing Biden did was undo that, which clearly mm-hmm. Trump could do it. Biden could undo it. Biden has the power to secure the border. He doesn't need to lie to the American people. But one of the things mm-hmm. I've thought about – Carolyn, is that the border problem there's now so many people you mentioned 10 million I you know there some people say it's even higher than that but the it, mm-hmm. let's say it's 10 million but the number is so high now that it's starting it's it's starting to have impacts it certainly had impacts in Texas and California and Arizona that's been ongoing for years and years and years but now we're seeing impacts in Chicago and New York and, and all across America and even here in mm-hmm. South Carolina communities that have been historically been insulated are now feeling the impact of this invasion right on a frontline basis and I think that's why people have finally said look at enough enough is enough
2: right right Right. yeah no absolutely You, you can see and feel the tangible difference in our lives in our country in our communities not just with the deaths, and I just cited, again, just one mm-hmm. of many American lives that have been taken. Denver, Colorado, last week, a mother and her son uh, were also killed in a hit-and-run by a, an illegal immigrant. You see uh, what happened in New York City with those gang of criminal thugs who were beating up our police, and then were let go on a no bail, and then were caught all the way across the country in Arizona? I mean, really? That is so infuriating to yep. any American citizen and you do see minority communities especially in democrat run cities where they 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 they're, they're broke they are not their their wages are not keeping up with Biden's inflation they see the billions of dollars that Biden's administration is shuffling over to Ukraine when they are being left behind and now you have these illegal immigrants coming into their communities Using their rec centers, kicking their own children who are already yes. behind in reading, writing and math out of their school cafeterias to make yes. room for these illegal migrants. I mean, all Americans are infuriated by this. And that's why Joe Biden's brazen lie that the border is is going to be secure and that it's the Republicans' fault. It's not the people are not gonna buy it because we remember what it was like under Republican leadership and President Trump. It was secure. We did not see these nasty terrible, tragic headlines in our local newspapers every day about our fellow citizens dying at the hands of illegal immigrants. And uh, we see what is going on today. And so Joe Biden, they know he's weak on this issue. But he, again, has the power to fix it. The same executive authority he used to reverse President Trump's policies, he can use to put them back on the books. But he's refusing to do it. And Mm. American lives are being lost. And that is what is, is so deeply infuriating to every American
1: across this country. Amen. We'll give you a ding for that one. By the way, I think that criminal gang that attacked those poor po- uh, police officers in New York, I say poor, but those brave police officers in New York, I think those guys are—they were caught in Arizona, as you said. I think they were on their way to California to get a, a, ga- a, a, a sex change operation, courtesy of Gavin Newsom. But uh, <laughs>
2: Courtesy of the California taxpayers. Yeah, actually. courtesy of the California
1: <laughs> taxpayers. But, you know, one of the things I thought about is the border— the, president says, very disingenuously, very dishonestly, says, I'll secure the border. You know, by the way, Mayorkas has been trotting himself out to Capitol Hill on a a weekly, biweekly basis for the last three or four, three years, uh, telling Congress that the border is secure. And it's very interesting to me, uh, uh, and by the way, we failed to impeach him for reasons that I, I can't even begin to fathom, but after... Weeks and months, and, and even years of Majorca's telling Congress that the border is secure, Biden walks out on the lawn of the White House and says, Oh, I'll secure the border if they'll just give me the power. Well, which is it? You know, which is it? So, um,
2: yeah, again, I, I it. it's a lie. It's yeah, a total lie. It's a
1: lie. Carolyn, what do you think, uh, speaking of the 10 million, what do you think that this president has in store for dealing with those folks? Um, let's assume Trump is the 47th president of the United States. What do you think he has in plan uh, or on tap to, to to address that problem? Because it will remain a problem and it will have to be addressed, correct?
2: Yeah. Yes, and I, I do know what he has in store. He talks about it all the time and, and he's very passionate about it. And he has promised to launch the largest mass deportation operation in American history on day one of his presidency. He will give our federal agencies, both ICE and DHS, and our great United States Border Patrol, and also uh, pushed our governors across this country to utilize their National Guard men and women to uh, facilitate that mass deportation operation to ensure that all those who have illegally crossed our nation's borders, uh, and starting with those that have committed heinous crimes and have been let out on bail by Democrat-run policies, return back to where they came from, and they are put on a list. That ensures that they can never enter this country again. President Trump has also promised to continue the construction of his border wall. He already built 561 miles of it. Again, Joe Biden used his executive authority to stop the construction Mm -hmm. of the wall and then actually sold the resources that were already purchased to finish the construction of the wall by President Trump for pennies on the dollar. Once again, putting America last. We know the wall works. Where the wall was built, there was an 87 percent decrease in illegal crossings, and so we need to c- continue and finish the construction of the border wall. Uh, president Trump will get that done, and then on day one, President Trump will also call the president of Mexico over door and say to him, "Look, man, this is not going to be happening anymore. Remember those troops that you gave me, 28,000 of them, when I was in office. You are going to put even more troops on your side of the border." to stop this illegal immigration crisis into our nation. We are gonna shut down the border on day one. President Trump has said it. He's the only one in this race who can do it. And I know you still have a former governor of yours, Nikki Haley, who for some reason is still in this presidential primary. I don't think she will be for long, but it's worth pointing out to your audience that Nikki Haley has been weak on this issue. She cannot be trusted on it. She herself has said that illegal immigrants are not criminals and we should not call them that. Uh, I think South Carolinians and Americans across this country Mm. would beg to differ. Their first act is to break our country's laws. By definition, these people are criminals. They need to be treated as such. They need to be deported back to where they come from, and only President Trump will get that done.
1: Yeah, amen. I, I will give you another ding. You've gotten a lot of dings here on the show this morning. <laughs> Carolyn, listen, it's been a great pleasure to have you. I know the president is going to be in Myrtle Beach today, and we're, we're so looking forward to that event. Actually, we, when we leave the station, we're going to be heading over there to get in line. So we're excited to see him. And, and I think you're right. Americans, South Carolinians in particular, we, you know, if you don't have if you don't have a border, you don't have a country if you don't have, you know, language, border, culture, the, the basic, um, you know, earmarks of, of a nation. We, we've just we've surrendered for reasons that are completely unclear. But I think Americans, South Carolinians in particular, are so on board with what you just said. We want to we want to restore our nation. And we're looking forward to having our country back. And uh, and I think that's uh, I think that's what Trump is, is going to deliver. Any any parting words you want to share with us? I know the president's going to be in Myrtle Beach. What else is he doing in South Carolina uh, in the days ahead?
2: Well, we'll be looking forward to seeing y'all in, in Myrtle Beach tonight. Uh, I know the president is very much looking forward to, to, again, turning the focus on South Carolina after the big win we just had in Nevada, in Iowa, in New Hampshire. Let's keep the momentum going. And it's so important that all South Carolinians – Get out and vote for President Trump in your primary on February the 24th. Look, I know I know it looks like we have this primary wrapped up, but it is still your right and your responsibility to make your voice heard to send a strong message to the Democrats and Joe Biden that we are coming for them in November. Uh, there's never been any more an important election than the one we find ourselves in. So we'll be in South Carolina plenty of times before the 24th. Uh, so we encourage everyone to check out the website, DonaldJTrump.com. Click on our events page. And come join us at a rally. There's going to be a lot
1: of fun. It's going to be great, Carolyn. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show, and please come back anytime.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. God bless you.
1: Take care. God bless, folks. Carolyn Levitt, National Press Secretary for the Donald J. Trump for President 24 Campaign. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. Do not leave town.
2: If
1: you feel lost, way Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. You made it to the Parting Wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for sticking with us here on the big show. I want to thank Carolyn Lovett for joining us here on the program this morning. You know, Glenn, I, it, as I've said on this show, and we've said it many times, I feel like we're in a dark place um, as a country, but I feel like... There's a little light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. as we make our way through this primary, as we make our way through the general election. Um, I feel like, you know, one of the things that I'm reminded of is that as you look across history, um, the the American experiment is very resilient. Uh, and by the way, we're not a, we're not a democracy. I, wanted, there was, I was going to do a little blurb on that today. Didn't get to it. We're not a democracy. We are a republic. And. History, I think, will remember this as, as I've already said, not a shining moment in the history of the Republic, but I think we'll, we will persist and we'll, we will get through this. And, and I, and I do believe our, our brightest days are ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll see how, you know, this plays out over the next few months, but I think we will, uh, we will get through this. You know, one of the things that um, I mentioned, I noticed in the uh, Epoch Times in in reviewing my stack uh, this week, Glenn. A huge stack to get through, and we never seem to have enough time uh, in a, in a one-hour show to get to everything. But the, the destroying the rule of law to get to Trump, mm-hmm. um, that's uh, from the Epoch Times just a couple of weeks ago. And you know, one of the things I thought about is, again, the question that the Chief Justice asked during the arguments that we were talking about before the break. Don't these people understand what the – extrapolate forward, what the natural extension of these lawfare efforts – not just Donald Trump, any candidate right. – if that's the way you want to set the bar – for this presidential race, and then by extension, future presidential political uh, engagements in this country. If that level of law care, lawfare, uh, law care, lawfare, where you are in essence destroying the rule of law to eliminate one candidate because you, you hate them that badly, mm-hmm. you are sowing the seeds for the destruction of the republic. Yep. And uh, uh, By the way, Glenn, we got a lot of feedback on last week's show. We had Frank Bullock on, recall, from Concerned Veterans for mm-hmm. America, talking about how tax dollars being expended to provide migrant health care. Right. Another thing came out this week. Uh, it's come it's come to light that New York gave away $53 million. $53 million. This came to light through Eric Adams's uh, some of his uh, talking this week. Uh, to illegal immigrants, Glenn. Yep. And just think how many veterans that would have helped or how many poor people that would have helped how many people could have gotten off the street that's not kidding me yeah that and and he said we should feel okay about that because they're going to put that money right back into the economy nope it's being sent home i want him to send me some money and i'll be glad to put it right back into the new york western union yeah Folks, you've reached the end of uh, another episode of Saturday Morning Coffee. Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. That's Proverbs verses three five, Proverbs three verses five and six. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. We'll see you next week for more.